Still no suspects in the brutal murder of local waitress Lizzie McMullen. Authorities have no clues other than cryptic social media posts, leaving many residents to wonder who will be the next victim of John Carver. Hey everybody, welcome back to another exciting Christmas episode here at Citizen Frame. We're coming up to the tail end of Christmas month. Ah, oh, sad face. There'll be no more a castle for Christmases. Well, that's funny you brought that up, Trevor. We decided, because we had a, you had to sit through that experience. Yeah, well, we had to <laughs> sit through it for the benefit of the listeners so they didn't have to. Yes, and so you're welcome, even though it's done very well for us. So thanks to you idiots who listen to it, we might have to do more of those. <laughs> <laughs> no! <laughs> but um, but we have got you a little treat. Uh, we were going to end with today's uh, Halloween classic slash Thanksgiving slash Christmas classic uh, Thanksgiving, but we just got our... Uh, Vio and Demand has just released a new John Woo film called Silent Night. So, because we put you through the Hallmark one, we're going to throw a bonus episode in for next week. You're welcome. Because we're very nice like that. Exactly. There we go. How do we begin with our boy Eli? Listen, Eli Roth is like Rob Zombie to me. Yes. He's done nothing yet that I'm going, yeah. You know, now don't get me wrong, Rob Zombie's House of Thousand Corpses, Devil's Reject are good films, but I'm still waiting for Rob Zombie to just wow me. And I, because I know there's something there. And I love his music and I like the guy himself. Eli Roth has done nothing that I've liked. I'm sorry. I know. Please don't turn us off. I know people are going to listen to this. Love Eli Roth. I like the guy. I like his documentary he's doing about horror films. He's good friends with Rob Zombie and Greg Nutero, all these great filmmakers and FX artists. He's a fanboy first, which I like. But I'm sorry, I'm not a fan of torture porn. I'm not a fan of the stuff he's done. Cabin Fever was overrated. The Hostel films were kind of, ugh. First time you see it, like, ooh. Second time, you're like, okay. Yeah. It's over. It, it worse than... Um, I, I went through a bit of, uh, um, you know, back then, whenever he sort of, you know you know became a, a sort of bit of a name i went through a bit of a sort of i wouldn't go as far as saying eli roth phase but uh, you know what did sort of find damn um, cabin fever it, it was okay um so it was you know nothing groundbreaking um again like you say i quite liked him so i did I, th- I thought he was you know is he was a he was a he was a fan first and foremost you know and he, you know he was very much um admitted that um i thought um, Hostel was quite a terrifying concept. Not again, not a bad film. Um, Green Inferno. It's basically a remake of Cannibal Holocaust. Um, yeah, his films were were just okay, good, but it did it did, in my opinion, come across as a. I mean, I can be a bit like this, and it certainly was uh, before, but as a bit of a sort of over enthusiastic fanboy, and it come across in his films sometimes. And that he, it almost felt like he was like a sixteen-year-old boy trying to shock and impress his mates, you know. Yeah, yeah, and I think that was the problem. Yeah, um, it was more about the shock value than the execution itself. Pardon the pun. Mm-hmm. 
You know, you don't need to throw all this gratuitous violence and sex or graphic or whatever at us. Yeah. Tell, you know, throw it at us. That's fine. But scare us, too. I, I, I get or, sort of as well his sort of background in that he sort of, he's obviously a huge fan of exploitation films of, you know, of the 70s and, and 80s and stuff. So I sort of get that as well, um, you know. But yeah, I mean, he had always liked the guy. I liked him as an actor, actually, in, in Glorious Bastards. Yeah, I, um, nothing against the guy, but he hasn't proven himself. As a director? Um, now, obviously, yeah. Yes, as a director. He's he's a producer, too, and no offense, he's like Blumhouse. I mean, Blumhouse directed video stuff. Blumhouse put his name on a lot of, st- a lot of shit. Yeah. And no offense, so did E.I. Roth, just to, to kind of build his empire. And you know what? I kind of get it. Yeah. So, you know who he was mentored uh, by? Probably Rodriguez or Tarantino, I'm assuming. Nope. David Lynch. I don't see that at all. He, what it was, he um, ended up getting a job. He's been working in film and theatre all his life, you know, with runner and sort of, you know, assistant to directors and producers and stuff. And um, he'd been doing a bit of acting and stuff. And um, he ended up um, getting a job researching a project for David Lynch for several years. I don't know if the, the project ever sort of came to fruition. Um, it was meant to be a theatre project, apparently, but so he became, like, um, friendly with David Lynch, and I think David Lynch, you know, sort of mentored him, at least to a certain extent. Oh, there you go. Didn't know that, but, uh, yeah, it's funny because I... Don't see any Lynch in his work. No, 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 definitely not. <laughs> um, they're both night and day. Yeah. So Eli Roth did this trailer, as we know, Thanksgiving from the Grindhouse films. I remember seeing both films back to back. Yes. As the Grindhouse experience, it's like four hours you're sitting in a theater, but the and I wasn't a big fan of Death Proof besides Kurt Russell, and I liked actually Rodriguez's better. Yes, so did I. I still do. Yeah, Planet Terror. So, but the grindhouse, the best part was the big, was the was the theater, the, the fake trailers. Yeah, they were great, like they were. And I know for years they were talking about doing she werewolves of the SS. Yeah, and Thanksgiving, thanks to the, the popularity of this, Rob Zombie might be, be able to get the she. Was it she werewolves of the SS? Um, yeah, it's um, she, yeah, she werewolves of the SS or werewolf women of the SS. Something like that. The, the Ed- even got songs yeah. about it. The Edgar Wright one looks good as well. Uh, don't, you know? Yeah, that's right. Don't. Go and don't. Don't. Yeah. don't. If you're going to watch um, this movie alone, don't. <laughs> so, Eli Roth has just got done wrapping a big budget film. Now, I think there's problems with the production. This is where I was talking about Body Off More Than You Can Chew. It's a big, big blockbuster. Um, Based in a video game? Based on the video game Borderlands. Yes, yes. Jamie Lee Curtis, Kate Blanchett. I mean, pretty uh, Kevin Hart. Very impressive cast. But he left the project, and they brought on somebody else, a director I know, Tim Story, who did some of the Marvel stuff, yeah. to re-edit it and reshoot some stuff. Right. So there might be a little problem there. Yeah. But good on him, what Eli Roth decided to do. And again, this is just my take. I'm not saying this is fact. But what I think Eli Roth decided to do was, you know what? Let's go back to what what I what I want to do. You know, this is he loves slasher Horror, films. Yeah. He hasn't done a slasher film, believe it or not. Yep. So why not go back to what you originally probably wanted to do, and and right now strike with the iron's hot. Scream is the hottest pro- property out there. 
And we got finally Thanksgiving. Yeah. Apparently he's done a bit of children's stuff as well. Like children's sort of like spooky yeah. stuff. Yeah, he did um the the house of a house of clocks. Yes, yeah, something like that, yeah. Something with uh, Jack Black and Helen Mirren. Yeah. Yeah, like children's uh, fantasy. I, yeah, well, you know, again, you know, uh, he's, at least he's trying different stuff. Yes. He's kind of gotten away from the torture porn and slapping his name on anything that, you know, yeah. that he put his name on. So it seems like he's being a little pickier and choosier. Maybe working with Borderlands, he doesn't want to work in mainstream Hollywood. Maybe he just, this is why he wanted to go maybe something more grounded. Back to his roots. Yeah, maybe that's what it was. If that's where... It, I'll tell you what right now, guys. We've been talking about this for eight minutes. But I'll tell you what. And the reason I'm bringing this all up is because I'll tell you what. He's hit it out of the park. This is what Eli Roth needs to be doing. This is a wonderful, wonderful slasher film. Well, this is what he's born to do, this type of stuff. <laughs> you know? Well, he should have been doing it. Yeah. He hasn't. So, but let's jump into it. Yeah. All right. Uh, just uh, We got Patrick Dempsey. We got Rick Hoffman. Those are the, the, the go-to. And Gina Gershon. Now those are kind of the the a, the B A listers. Yeah, and the other other actors I don't really know them outside of this film. But I'll say this: the one thing the film gets right is its casting. Yes, because finally you have a cast; they're all likable and they all know how to act. And they're also very much. Uh, I know they are sort of stock slicer characters, especially the younger characters. Um, but you know. Whenever you're going to see a slicer film, you want these types of characters. So it's given people what they want, especially the fans of slicers, you know. And you know, so yeah, I, I and the and the acting's fine. I mean, it's not groundbreaking; it's not going to blow you away, but they do their jobs. And they're uh, even. I love even. Yeah, I mean, you you'll have. This is a lot of a lot of scream in this. Yeah, it's old school slicer as well. Yeah, yeah, and it's got it's nod to the classics. Yes, uh, which even um, uh, when we go into uh, one of my favorite characters is was it, was it Mitch? He's the he's the pothead, the guy who gets uh, one of the guns. Yes, oh oh, he's brilliant. Yeah, the gun runner guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah he's he he go into his flat. Yeah, and he, it's full of all these posters of films. Yeah, probably all the films that Eli Roth grew up watching. Oh yeah, that I I thought Crawl, I think he's in there. Yeah. and uh, Private Resort, all these films that you're like, where the fuck well, do these posters well, come well, from? Well, I usually it's some a, usually it's like a big blockbuster film. The, the, the age Eli Roth is now, he could easily have played that character. You know. Uh, he probably he probably is that character. Well, exactly. It's a self insert, and he's sort of having a bit of a dig at himself as well, or if it is a self insert, and that you know, the, like the younger ones are going, "Yeah, he's fucking creepy." You know, the fucking creepy guy. And I love that line where um, the young ones come up to the party, and he starts talking about Black um, Sabbath, and yeah. they, they go there like clueless millennial types or you know Gen, um, Gen Z types, and they're going, "Who's who's Black Sabbath?" And he goes, "Get the fuck off my porch." <laughs> you know. Yeah, he was willing to sell, sell him alcohol and everything. Yeah. Or give him the alcohol and everything. But oh, no, he's sleazy. You know, he's fucking mildly creepy. Well, not even mildly creepy, but he's kind of like likable as well. <laughs> well, it, this, is, this is already being greenly for a sequel. Yeah. So um, I guarantee you he's back. Yeah. Oh, why? Um, him, him and his dad. Yeah. 
And, and then so, um, the, the guy says to him, whenever he pulls up at the school, um, he says to him, um, Scuba says to him, um, what the fuck are you doing, um, you know, selling guns to school kids? He goes, I'm not, get it fucking right. He goes, I would never sell guns to school kids. I'm selling alcohol. <laughs> yeah, it's a good character. He's got some of the best lines too. Yeah. He's the comic relief. Yeah. Um, because the other, the, uh, Scuba and the rest of the gang are more playing straight. Well, well even is the, the deck the asshole. Yeah. You mean Evan? Even, yeah. Evan, Evan whatever. Potato. How's it even? Potato, potato. Oh my God. Here you go with your names again. <laughs> um, yeah. So I'm a big fan of films that's, you know, do the title, the title card late. Yeah. Um, and what, I mean, Cold this open. works. Because he's kind of mixed, uh, kind of scream. Because you introduce you to all these different characters, and Gina Gershon um, is still a, is still a get. Yes, and she was in um, so Cocktail. She's been in a lot of films. Oh, why Cocktail? Why did you? Bring and that, that's what I remember her from probably the most. Um, she's the, <laughs> the sexy girl. <laughs> and I, I'm not I even know. a fan of Cocktail, but I just remember. I know, but I just think it's she just what a, what a random drop. <laughs> Yeah, no, she is like the, the. I would go bound. She's a sexy brunette who seduces Tom Cruise and oh, Cocktail yeah. with a smug little smile yeah. at the time. <laughs> Serious? <laughs> I know, I know she's in that. But it's the one film I wouldn't mention. It's just. So, I don't even like the film, but yeah. <laughs> um, you might go to for her is Bound, the Wachowski Brothers thriller. It's really good with her and Jennifer Tilly. Mm-hmm. Um, very Coen Brothers. Yeah. All right, so, yeah, so the whole, it's what, I think it's 15 minutes. Mm-hmm. They introduce you to this, this, you know, this family environment, you know, Sheriff Newton, Amanda, Thomas, Jessica, all these key players are having Thanksgiving dinner, and the husband's got to go, obviously, to Black Friday, um, which he wants to store. Doesn't, hap- doesn't happen anymore. Um, it's called Right Mart. Obviously, they're playing on Walmart yeah. because years ago, uh, there was a couple of deaths during Black Friday. People getting trampled to death. Yeah, uh, and this is not urban legend. This has this did happen, and Walmart got in very very big trouble for this. So that's why Black Friday's kind of gone now. That's why Black Friday's a month long now. Well, yes, it's kind of why you can do it. Amazon does it all week, all month, and then you can you know there's always Black Friday deals. That I actually think this is a very cl- very clever satirical part of the film. You know where it's 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 commentary on you know how basically um, how awful people are during these sales and stuff. I mean, you talk about you know Walmart and stuff. You know, people I didn't even know about those um, people dying and you know being trampled to death. But that does not surprise me at all. But over here um, in the UK, there was nobody died, but there was similar scenes of like fucking old women getting beat over the head with TVs and stuff. You know, in these like smash and grab sales type thing, and it just shows you <laughs> the human race at their most despicable but probably at their most sort of base and um honest as well you know pretty awful stuff so yeah yeah, yeah. i mean they and they do that well you have a lot of key players mm-hmm. and it's one of those films that you watch the beginning you kind of got to keep an eye on the key players yeah. um yeah lonnie lizzie amy manny doug gabby even oh sorry evan yes yulia scooby and ryan yeah now ryan is the douche yes not evan are you sure? Yes. Evan's the one who gets the wee guy to... Are you sure it's not Evan is the one who gets the wee guy to um, write his homework for him? Oh, yes. 
But I thought you were talking about Ryan. Ryan's the douche. He's the one who's, who starts dating Jessica after Scuba, di- not after uh, Bobby. Disappears. Oh no, no, no! But uh, yeah, uh, yeah, he 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 is he is a douche. But no, uh, oh, we I'm, got our douches mixed up. I, I I meant yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, I mean, there's quite a lot of douches in here. Uh, to be to be fair, but uh, no, uh, even is the one who I liked. He's an asshole, but he's like a likable asshole. He's like almost like a jock type. Yeah, I, I know the guy now. Yeah, I got gotcha. you. Yeah. Um, but the chaos works because the sad thing is it's Eli Roth, so you fucking he just like he just over the top yeah. it, right? He actually doesn't. He actually makes it quite simple. Uh guy gets crushed by the doors. One lady get oh when Gina Gersey oh, gets brutal. it. That's a surprise death. She you thought she'd be in it longer. She gets scalped pretty much. With a trolley? You see her head gets just banged with a trolley. Oh, man. It's a tr- that poor guy gets his throat cut. Oh, yeah, with a bit of glass on and, the door. And did you see? They're all dying to get, pardon the pun, to get those waffle maker. A waffle iron? What the fuck is a waffle iron? It's where you put the batter in and you shut it down and it just makes waffles. So it's like a, 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 toast, a toasty maker, basically. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. So that was the whole point. It's something so petty and stupid. Yeah. Uh, but the whole point, I loved it though, the chaos. Oh, absolutely, yeah. Because, and what worked, what really worked, you saw all these little, you know, people, you know, the, them sneaking in to get in early. Yeah. And then they're bragging everyone outside the doors. Because actually, they are the ones who caused oh, this. Oh, yeah. Because they're showing off that they're in the store before they are. And then it's recorded and then for you the got, internet. Yeah. And then you got Lizzie, who's really at the front of the door, banging on to get in. Mm-hmm. Uh, what's great about that whole setup, it's really good pot boiler. Yeah. But I, just like Scream, yeah. Not only not only one. that, but it's very uh, close to the bone and realistic too, because the human race are pretty awful. And this uh, things like this in the real world does show them up to be that, and this is it's reflected really well in the, in the film. the The film played a lot like to me, uh, original Scream, mm-hmm. and then Final Destination. Mm-hmm. Yes, there's there's a bit uh, of that there, yeah. Look, uh, quite a bit, of it, I think, but. But, uh, yeah, and it works. And, and to be fair, and, and you know, it's, a, it's a bit of satire. You know, who would have thought? You know, Eli Roth and satire, you know, social commentary, you know, but actual serious, proper social commentary, you know, <laughs> fair play. But with his tongue, yeah. and his, you know, planted on his cheek as well. And so, during all the mess, and, and then finally the sheriff raises his gun, fires it, and then it's just that Thanksgiving. Yeah. Uh, just what... A wonderful way to introduce a a title based on a holiday mm-hmm. that's about giving thanks. Yeah, <laughs> the irony, the dark irony, all round. But again, uh, so for, reflection of the real world. So we got it one year later, and Bobby comes back in the picture. Bobby, how oh, horrible when someone st- now. Bobby was the decent one. Yes, he was the one who was trying to to comp- keep the peace, and he was the one trying to help. Uh, Gina Gert, no, the security guard. Mm-hmm. When his hand gets stamped on, yes, he gets his. It's, it's actually a pretty brutal scene. Not as brutal as the scalping or the guy getting his throat cut, but um, you see his like um, hand, his wrist, like twisting right round. Yeah, yeah, and then uh, so things are still a little more calmer. A lot of people don't think the right mart should be open now, mm-hmm. but the the businessman who owns it. Um, Jessica's father, he's played by, I like to see him, Rick Hoffman. He was great in suits. Yeah, he's been in quite a few things. Hostel, he was Yeah. In. Yes, that's right. Um, he's, 
the right family kind of owned this town, I guess you can say. But they're keeping up these creepy masks. Yeah, John and Carver. these masks are fucking, yeah, John Carver. And he is, what, the first mayor of New Plymouth Rock? Is that what it's called? I believe. Uh, yeah, I thought not so much the first mayor, but he was he not? But he was one. He was supposed to be one of the original sort of you know settlers on the, from the Mayflower type thing, you know the whole Thanksgiving um, sort of thing. I. F- He's the first governor. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Of the New Plymouth Colony, so yeah, you're right. It's probably Plymouth. Yeah, the Plymouth Rock. Yeah. Of the pilgr- the pilgrimage. Yes, he was one of the the first pilgrims, you know, type thing. Uh. But uh, I knew the one flaw I, I'm gonna have to say with it is I knew right away it was Patrick Dempsey. Wasn't even surprised. Right, I didn't. But I'm gonna. But there is a flaw with him later on that'll we'll come to later on. Yeah, we'll talk about him getting to point A to point B and yeah, point Z magical changing of closes. Yeah, and the only reason I knew it was him. He was built. His built. Yeah, well, he is quite. He's the, he's the tiniest of the group. Yeah. Even over the teenage, but apparently Eli Roth um, used different actors in the mask, so it's not him in the mask. Well, that's fine. Probably used stunt doubles or something. Yeah. Or they might do that because, yeah, they might do that too because if something leaks, yeah, well, that's what it was. They can, they can change yeah, it. Yeah, they didn't want to even the cast to know who the color was. I think, but, but, but yeah, so we used different like stunt doubles. Uh, oh, by the way, is this a spoiler film? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But I mean, if you're going uh, to listen to a movie review podcast like this, you, you're going to have to expect yeah. spoilers, you know? Yeah. Yeah. You, yeah. So, you know, that's on, it's on you, you listeners. Yeah. Not on. <laughs> so they all start receiving text messages, supposedly from the killer and, and each person involved had some, some kind of wrongdoing in the chaos that happened. Yes. Some kind of involvement. Yeah, um, they're being tagged. I think it's like Instagram, um, of, of like this um, TikTok or yeah, something this like dinner that. table scene. Uh, let's talk about Lizzie's death. This is so fun. She's the obnoxious oh, she one with that, with that thick Boston accent. Yeah, I, and she's just fucking obnoxious. Yeah, but even during the riot, you know, in the um, right mark, she was the one who killed Gina. So she was. Yeah, she hit her with the cart. Well, well not only out there, but then the the wheel of the the trolley like was the was the one that got caught and ripped her her and her head off. <laughs> you know, scalped her. Yeah, yeah. And but her death, I mean, Eli Roth can shoot good action well. Uh, good well chase. I also like well. the dark humor like, that he uses. You know, like the part where basically um, the killer, um, you know basically sticks her face to the freezes it you know it's it sort of freeze stuck to the um refrigerator and then whenever she tries to phone for help she can't get her phone on because it's facial recognition and it doesn't recognize her face because half her face is ripped off you know yeah i mean there's even before that before she's chased he's um he's he also has that element of stalking yeah kind of like what carpenter did with, with michael myers there's a nice shot when she's in the diner closing up in the very background, very faint, yeah. you can see John Carver's face through the through the window of the uh, kitchen, yes. the kitchen door. There's also a big homage before this um, with um, Jessica and all when they're in that diner. You know, with uh, it's a homage to Michael Myers. You know, seeing glimpsing at Michael Myers, where Jess looks out the window and sees the the glimpse of the guy in the John Carver mask. Yeah, 
Yeah, that is. Yep, and um, he does that quite a bit, and you know, you know exactly what Eli Roth was doing there. He's yeah, you know, not in the hat. Um, like I said earlier, this is a film he should have kind of done, and um, uh, a long time ago because this is definitely his his strength. Yes. Um, I would like to see his take on a Halloween film. Actually, you never know what he well, can more, do. More so than Rob Zombies. Oh, anything more than Rob Zombies? Yeah. Jesus. Uh, but Bobby's back, and I, you know what? What I like about they talk like teenagers. Oh, I was just going to say that they don't. It's not using. They're not obnoxiously using TikTok every ten seconds. Yeah. They're not, you know, unless they're killers coming, you know, texting them. They feel like they, real people. They feel like teens. I grew up with. Yeah. You know, when I was when I was younger. So. And you also did you notice there's a couple of times that. Um, Eli Roth within the film um, has a pop at um, sort of modern day sort of virtue signaling and TikToker types um, with the you know whatever they're given the speeches in the school before he even gets caught out for bullshitting with his homework. Um, whenever um, the the guy before him has to uh, goes. Oh, I have that in my notes. That's the best. Chad. <laughs> yeah, he's such a fade. He's he's his millennial. Yeah, and he pretends to and cry, he- and you know all this here. Yeah. It's it's yeah it's virtue signaling, which is so fucking widespread these days, you know. And he and he wipes his tears with his fucking six pack, yeah. with his shirt, so and all the girls are like, oh, he's like, I know, I'm so sensitive. Chad, I'm like, even, oh, yeah, that's fuck off. That, that, that's even the teachers like rolling their eyes. Oh, very yeah, very moving, you know, rolling their eyes. And but that's Eli Roth having a dig, you know. Uh, because, yeah, at these at these at these spoiled yeah, fucking brass that are yeah. Sally gonna run the world someday. <laughs> well, that's Eli Roth having a, a pop at him, but he also there's also another scene. Actually, the scene just before the woman in the diner's death. Um, they're talking about Jess's new boyfriend, and they're saying things like, "Oh, I don't like him. He's too PC." You know all this here. Um, yeah, and, <laughs> trust me. Um, Eli Roth is not fucking PC. Yes, this is sort of maybe toned down from his previous sort of you know torture wanking over torture porn stuff you know but um um uh, he, de- he definitely he's definitely not pc you know yeah because when he once he said that we don't like your boyfriend he's a dork and he, he has a dork yeah uh ryan he reminded he me shows of up with, friends he, who fucking couldn't stand <laughs> he shows up with 50 yard line tickets to the the steelers game and all of a sudden they're best friends yeah, <laughs> yeah but yeah that's it. yeah but now we got manny the security guard mm-hmm. um who uh, pretty much ran away from the situation at hand, yep. uh, but he gets pretty much pretty quick death. But it's nice when he gets stabbed with the uh, the carver. Again, more more dark stomach, humor. and then beheads um, him. The, the killer then um, stops as he's leaving and feeds a cat. <laughs> I do. I like that. I have that in my notes. That it, it goes to show you that okay, this guy's only targeting the people he needs to target. Yeah, he's not. And yeah, that kind of showed that he, he's a bastard, but he's not a complete bastard. You know. Well, it showed he's going after people who deserve yeah. it. Yeah. Quite frankly, he's not wrong. Yeah. He'll cut your head um, off uh, and sort of, you know, rip your skin off and stuff, but but he'll feed a cat at the same time. So Hey, I love cats. Yeah. <laughs> well, I prefer the cat, certainly to um, some of these obnoxious people that he's killing. So the famous shot in the trailer of Thanksgiving is the cheater bouncing up and down. Yes. Um, he kind of gears away from what you think is supposed to happen. Well, he toned it, he's toned it down. Yeah, and I'm okay with that. You didn't need to see it. and. <laughs> Did you? It's uh, it's uh, it's awkward. I now the first time, the funny story to it. So when he, I love how he kills uh, the the doofus yeah. right away um, by breaking his neck. Yeah, that's awesome. 
But as she's jumping up and down, I was I, I the first time I saw this, I think I saw this with you. Yes. I didn't watch it. I couldn't. I just couldn't because we know what the outcome was in the trailer. Yeah, the fake trailer but from 2006. Yeah, but for the second time that you watch it, you see that it she it lands on her foot. Yes. The night, and then it, she bounces off that foot, and then bounce, hits her stomach, yeah. and then back and stomach. Yeah. Obviously, in the original one, it was she doesn't do the legs. Yeah. Uh, oh, now, now, did you hear what Eli Ross said? Because there are quite a lot of sort of story changes and stuff to this from the story of the original trailer. And I love the the like two thousand six trailer, you know, the fake trailer. Um, but did you hear that what he said about the changes to this feature version of it? He said that here it was. Well, uh, he thought about it, and the way he sees it is that the you know the two thousand six fake trailer one. Um, he thinks of it as one that was released in the version that was released in 1980 but it was so offensive that the studio demanded that all the prints be destroyed all the scripts be burnt and the director has now went into hiding he's he's now missing and this version the feature version is the 2023 reboot version What? That's crazy. Yep, yep. So <laughs> that's what he, he's basically saying that the, the, the fake trailer version um, um, is what do you call it? Is like some sort of like um, sort of legendary now sort of um, destroyed, you know, no prints available film from 1980 or something. You know? And that totally works for me. I, I like that sort of wee sort of in joke story. Urban legend. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Some sort of fabled film. You know? Um,. Now, the rest of the film is pretty much going after the people that are responsible. Now, he's not killing everybody. Yes. He's going to leave people alive, and they got to say what they're thankful for, for for Thanksgiving. For the dinner party. For the dinner party. Uh, but the other people he's killing, he's putting certain body parts as they're, you know, as, they're, as, as they're, them being there. Yes. Um, Lizzie's half body, and so forth, and so forth, and uh, Manny's head. Yeah. Uh, it's very uh, reminds me of Happy Birthday, and I'm sure you got this from Happy Birthday to Me. It's a movie that came out in '81, '82, where all, all the uh, birthday guests were all there, but they're all dead, mm-hmm. and they all had their whatever dedicated wound. <laughs> uh, good little movie, guys. Check it out, Happy Birthday to Me. Uh, but yeah, so you have these cl- clusters of killings, and what's great about it, it's a good slasher deaths. He doesn't. He's not like zombie, and I thought this is where he'd go, where he doesn't stop. Yeah, and it's just like, dude, calm down. Mm-hmm. But he does. He he, he keep. You get your gore, but he doesn't over the top. It. I loved the parade scene. It's, yeah, yeah, the parade scene, uh, along with the scene, the opening scene, and the um, the Walmart or whatever you call it, right Mart or um, um, the parade scene. Um, was great. Yeah, loved it. The 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 parade scene, it had. They're looking for all the John Carvers. This is a lot like happened. I know what you did last yes. summer, and they're on the on, they're on the float trying to look. And he obviously see all these John Carvers running around. Yeah, but uh, this poor bastard who's in a turkey suit and he's like the most lovable guy. <laughs> he's quiet. He's like la la la. He's like hey, happy Thanksgiving. And all of a sudden, the clown comes out and cuts his head off. And right the clown off. mask is really creepy. I don't. Call, I mean, obviously, creepy clowns, you know, are a trope in themselves, and it's played out. But it's just, 
because you see all these people with the John Carver mask and stuff, you're not really expecting a killer clown mask. And like you say, it's it's back to the dark humor. You know, this really nice guy, you know, um, sort of dancing about like a dickhead in a turkey suit, and it's just fucking off of your head with an axe. And he had and he had nothing to do with the killings. I know, I know, but it was it was had, more a practical he, he, thing he, to get at Jess and yeah, her dad and he stepmom. Needed, he needed he needed the distraction. So then the smoke bomb goes off, and the poor bastard driving the float loses his way, and he gets his head pretty much embedded in a pole. Yeah, and the funny, and the funny part is, you you can't stop laughing. His children yeah. are on the passenger side, and they're and his blood is flying yeah. all over them. Yeah. And they're like, "Yeah, he's dead." It's, I mean, like you know, <laughs> all all like certain sections of hostel and stuff. This never feels nasty, you know. It's tongue in cheek. It's funny. It's satirical. It's it's almost like Eli Roth has matured as a director. And I mean, who am I to say? Like, you know, I'm not exactly the most mature person in the world. But, you know, it, it never it never feels nasty to me. Uh, the one scene the I thought was stupid and is Kathleen's. And the reason I say that is because he had to keep it in. Because in Thanksgiving... He actually has a human body in the middle of the, yes, uh, the t- table, yeah. so he had to keep chewing to the trailer. And I understand why he wanted to keep it in. I just think it's kind of over the top. You mean whatever she cooked in the, the oven? Yeah, it's, it's really fucking I, disturbing. Uh, I, but I will. Yes, it's, it's done well. Yeah. Like her, her Kathleen, the most unlikable character, because she's the one who would hit the security yes. video. That's why she gets the worst yes. death. Um, but it doesn't linger too long. Cha- on it. But her. Her, you're right. It doesn't. But her chasing yeah. before that was quite yes. good. She was yes. quite clever and yeah. trying to hide. She almost got away. Yeah. So he, that's the talented one I'm talking about, Eli Roth. And no, it's seen. It's well executed, well shot. He doesn't linger on it. Uh, I just thought it was kind of no, I, over the top. I thought it. I thought it was very effective, and um, it, um, it it did. Yeah, it, it did work for me, um, and 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 it sort of maybe it was really uncomfortable and disturbing, you know, just thinking you're putting yourself in in her shoes in a fucking oven. I, th- this is going to sound a bit random, but I used to work for an aircraft manufacturer, and we used to lay up these parts of aircraft parts, and once we'd laid them up, we used to have to bring them out the back and put them into what were essentially these giant walk-in ovens of like you know, sort of like really sort of extreme temperatures. And I used to put the stuff in there and then walk out again. And I used to always, and then lock the door. I used to always think to myself, and it fucking terrified me the thought of it. Imagine if you um, accidentally locked someone in there, or you got accidentally locked in there yourself, you know, with with the parts. And this is what this scene reminded me of. Yeah. No, I mean, like I said, it it, it works. I just thought it was over the top for considering what this man can be capable of. I guess. Yeah. Um, I can see like Leatherface doing this, mm-hmm. but the average Joe, who's the killer, but I, I, I guess I'm just I enjoy it's, it. It's effective, very effective. I found. All right, there you go. Now, when Scuba and Jessica escape, they're tying the, untying the ropes when he's trying to get everyone to confess. Well, the their, dinner party seems pretty cool as well. You know where the that's well, that's what I'm talking about. Let me. Um, yeah, yeah. So when they're talking to him and. You know, you have to give thanks. He bashes Evan's head in. <laughs> the dad but, throws up, vomits. Yeah. How does they escape? What was that they had? Was that a knife? No, that, no, that was the that, ring that, that the fucking, you know, that um, asshole gun runner um, <laughs> um, gives him. 
That's the knife ring. Yes. Oh, I didn't think they took it. No, she did. He, he gave us her for luck. That's what it is. Now it's a bit oh, of a, okay. so technically asshole gun runner and fucking um you know alcohol seller to underage kids guy saves the day. Okay. Yeah, he's got he'll he'll be back. There's no way because he's fine. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And he saves the day. You know, after the rest of them have been there's quite a lot going on in this film. This is quite this is not a you know. It's the, there's quite you know you know the, the the scene of the the sort of girl with the German father and stuff you know. Yeah, Yulia. Yeah, Yulia. You know. Yeah. Um. Oh my God, that was a good one. Where because what I liked about that death was not because it was gory. Yeah. There's 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 a it's actually sold quite well the way it's shot in Scuba's line, and what I liked about what it the was no 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 so. She, there's a big chase, blah, blah. They're trying to get to Yulia. They're almost there. And then he just chucks her, and you never see it. It's never, you know how it's movies, they'll show you a spike in the wall, yes. and then they'll cut away? Yeah. You never knew there was a fucking bandsaw in there. Yeah. So when he chucks her on top of that, I was like, whoa, because yeah. you didn't know it was in the room. Yeah, that's it. It wasn't a cheat. It was just, there you go. Yeah. yeah. And then it's, it's very well played by the other actors as well. Well, that's what I want to talk about, because Scuba then... The body, he tries to grab the body off the, the bandsaw. Yes. And all he, he looks down at her and he goes, what can I yeah. do? There's nothing he can yeah. do. And that's a good little line. He can't, yeah, oh no, and it's the way it's played by the guy who plays Scuba as well. He, he's like, he's like well, I, I want to patch her back up together again. I can't. She's dead. Yeah, and he, I, and he, sells, he sells the yes. line. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, it's well done. So the, the whole twist that it is uh, Patrick Dempsey. Yes. Dr. McDreamy uh, from Grey's Anatomy. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I think that's what it was called. And Scream 3, Ethan, of course. Yeah, we might be back for the new yep. one. So the reason he went over the top was, yes, Amanda, he was having an affair with Amanda. She was pregnant. Um, and, but she was also pregnant with his kid. And that's why he kind of uh, loses it. Mm-hmm. So, again, the chase scene is effective. It's not over the top and silly. Jessica's very good in the scene, um, but she, well, she's a good final girl. To be fair, yeah, she's cute too. Yeah, <laughs> that helps. Um, at the end, and then obviously the place blows up, and we don't know. We never found. But a before body. this, there is a big thing that did stick out like a sore thumb for me: the cheat of, you know, where you think it's the boyfriend. Um, but uh, the yeah, cops being injured. Hard, did he change? From? Well, I mean, he, he was fucking John Carver. How did he actually, um, you know, change so quickly to back into his police uniform and then back again into the John Carver thing? No, we didn't actually didn't get yeah. back into John Carver. But it's a really, it's a bit of a cheat. It's a bit of a cheat, but they could be a sequel, and there could be an answer to that. You never know. Yeah, well. But I, you're right. It didn't make any sense. And then you see Bobby staggering in. Obviously, it's like perfectly timed. How did Bobby even get changed? Or you know, it, it, how did he change Bobby? It's it's all a bit too convenient. He drugged him. He drugged and him. And then took his clothes off and put new clothes on him just for the sake of a red herring. No, he just has to put. He just has to put that pilgrim thing. Yeah. on. Yeah. I don't know, but yeah, but you can say the same thing about screams. Well, at least scream gave you two of them. Yeah. Well, the screams only a cloak. This is quite a sort of. Well, I wouldn't say elaborate costume, but more elaborate, you know. 
And at the end, Jessica's still with Ryan. Why the fuck is she still with Ryan? Yeah, well, if there is a sequel, I think they'll, yeah. No, there is. Ryan did annoy me. He says he's working. Ryan did annoy me, you know. Oh, Ryan was a douche. Yeah. Um, And then it ends with that classic jump scare. Yeah. But, um, yeah, Eli Roth said he he announced it on his website. Mm -hmm. We're we're writing the sequel now. Yeah. Now, I, I would like him to sort of go along down the route of the what, what was supposed to be the storyline of the 2006 fake trailer, which was apparently something fucking insane. Obviously a huge take on Halloween, but it was something like a young boy's um, mother makes him something, something like kills a turkey or something that he liked or she makes a turkey that he doesn't like or something but he loses it kills his mother ends up in a mental asylum for like all his fucking life until he escapes on thanksgiving and you know so maybe they'll get they'll get down that route who knows they kind of did that with my bloody valentine yeah yeah but yeah you never know what it's going next i hope it's this clever and hope he takes his time um so i don't know if this is sitting in the wings for a while um, it's definitely modernized from today's audience than it would have been if it came out 10 years ago. So yeah. we'll, we'll see. Uh, you, you know, you did a nice job. I'm looking forward to the sequel. I like my slasher films. It's tough to fuck them up. Yeah. Um, but yeah, he, he good, good acting, good, good editing, great, great action sequences, good gore, good characters. Well rounded. It's seriously, it's, it's could be the new scream if he, if he, if he, uh, keeps Nowhere near as good as scream, but I would say that it's very solid and, you know, it's a slicer film. It does exactly what you expect um, from a slicer film and more, you know what I mean? Because there's a lot, there's a satire in there and it's, it's clever. And um, it's, you know, does all the gore and the, the sort of, you know, the chase scenes and all are, are well executed, pun intended. And, um, yeah, I mean, it's, it's, a fu- it's a solid modern slicer. And who thought we would get, um, you know, you know, a film like this still in today's world, you know, that wasn't sort of desensitized and toned down. Yes, now it is a bit toned down for Eli Roth, you know, but yeah, in saying that, you know, fucking, <laughs> you know, um, Texas Chainsaw Massacre is toned down compared to Eli Roth. But um, no, I mean, you know what? When I saw this in the cinema, I was just so happy and relieved to be actually watching an adult horror film, a modern day um, adult horror film. Because so much of the horror films made today, especially by Blumhouse, are targeted at the um, young adult teenage market. Well, you do with Megan and stuff like that. But all fairs to Blumhouse, I mean, he did give us the Halloween reboots. Mm-hmm. And and then you also have the screens. I'm not talking about all this so stuff. but you know. I know, but there's stuff out yeah. there that has always been. I'm just shocked that we got this from Eli Roth. <laughs> Usually, I won't, I won't see his stuff. I just won't do it. Yeah. But I just the only reason I went to see this because oh it's a slasher film you can't really fuck those yeah. up so I'll go I'll go check it out and I, I was like fuck damn no credit where credit's you yep exactly all right guys thanks a lot for we're gonna be wrapping up Christmas month sad face yes but because like I said at the beginning of the podcast because you had to sit through the Hallmark one hey try sitting through the fucking watching that three times <laughs> you lucky bastards uh, we're gonna give you the new Joel Kinnaman. John Woo is back in the U.S. It's after 20-year absence yep. to direct Silent Night. And this film has a twist. Um, and we will discuss it next time. Guys, uh, give us a shout at Citizen Frame underscore podcast on Instagram and, of course, on Facebook. You guys take care of yourselves. You have a stellar, stellar Christmas. And uh, 
And then it's next to Halloween. Yeah. <laughs> Not long though. <laughs> All right, guys. Have a good one.